Hello, I'm Peter Mitchell, and welcome to CUDA's series of podcasts, specially designed to inform and support member credit unions. In this episode, I'm joined by Seamus Newcomb, CEO of PayAC, and Kevin Johnson, CEO of CUDA. Today, we're going to talk about the big switch, the need for thousands of people to switch their current accounts from Ulster Bank and KBC to another financial provider, and the potential opportunities that this could create or is creating for credit unions. So Seamus, can I turn, turn to you first and can you tell us a little bit about the, the credit union current account offering, um, how many credit unions um, are providing this service and the level of take up from, from uh, members? Sure. Uh, uh, hi, Peter. Uh, yeah, so the, the credit union current account has been operating uh, in Ireland since October 2019. Um, and it's been delivered in collab- uh, through a collaborative effort of uh, credit unions throughout the country um, through, uh, through the PAYAC, uh, and it's uh, under the brand currentaccount.ie. Uh, we currently have, uh, we started out with as a journey of six credit unions, and we've grown to 54 uh, credit unions throughout Ireland with a office network of over 220 credit union offices now offering current accounts. Uh, so if you look uh, at that in the context of AIB or Bank of Ireland's branch network, there's actually more credit union offices in Ireland offering current account and daily banking services now than there are AIB or Bank of Ireland offices. And and that's a, a significant uh, shift and a, a significant leap forward for credit unions and their business model in a very, very short period of time. Uh, in terms of the opportunity with Ulster Bank and KBC, I suppose we were particularly lucky with the timing of the launch of our product. We we launched in, as I said, the end of 2019, so we were well launched before uh, the pandemic. Uh, and then, of course, as we started to look towards the you know life after COVID, uh, KBC and Ulster Bank made the, their, their announcements. Uh, so credit unions were well poised at that stage and have been well prepared uh, to take on the, the opportunity that exists now, this, this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for the big switch. Um, so to put in context, there's over 450,000 current accounts that will need to be moved. Uh, and we're somewhere, we're about 25% through that process at the moment. Uh, credit unions are, 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 are currently at about 16% market share, which is phenomenal considering the, you know, that we're only relatively new entrants into the market. Um, we have uh, just under 50,000 accounts opened this year alone. Uh, and in last, last month, and we're in September now, uh, in the month of August, which generally speaking in banking services is a quieter month because of annual leave, uh, we had 7,000 accounts opened last month. Uh, and there's between 50 and 60,000 accounts in total being opened uh, uh, on a monthly basis at the moment across all the retail banks, credit unions and on post. Uh, so we're certainly really pleased with the, with the take-up. Um, and I know that you know, it, to us, one of the critical success factors for us is when we see the main pillar banks now referring to credit unions as being a credible uh, competitor. Uh, we know we're doing something right because when we started the journey uh, to to launch current accounts, our, our, our company and PAYAC, our role as a shared service provider is to support credit unions in safely delivering the product and to assist them in gaining a credible market share. And I think we have achieved that in a relatively quick period of time, uh, based on the numbers of of of, uh, of current accounts that we're uh, that credit unions are acquiring. 
Interesting. Okay. And and tell me then in terms of the you obviously you had a you had a cohort of people who opened current accounts prior to the Ulster Bank and the K and the KBC issue uh, arising. Were they do they did those people already have current accounts elsewhere? You know what I mean? Do they have current accounts in, in more than one institution? Um and has that that dynamic changed now with the Ulster Bank and KBC? Because I assume those people are just moving their primary account. They have no choice. They must move it. Is, yeah. is there a different dynamic there at play, do you think? Yeah, that's a very interesting uh, point, Peter, because I think there's a couple of different things at play. So pre pre the, the, the big switch and the, the KBC and Ulster Bank announcements, uh, I would say new recruitment uh, for credit union current accounts was made up of a number of different areas. Uh, it was people who were brand new to banking, so they were coming of age where they were now needing a current account and the credit union was a, a, a credible choice for them. Um, it was people who weren't satisfied with their existing financial service provider and uh, chose very proactively to, 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 to move. And then there was people who had existing established relationships and it was possibly more reactive on the on the on the you know on the recommendation and the the uh, through the interaction yeah. uh, with yeah. the credit union and there's a you know there is certainly a great emphasis across the credit unions that we deal with within our network where they are continuously getting fed back information that the more services that members can have from the credit unions the more that those members are want to take it up so it became a very obvious choice for members if they were coming in to, to borrow to take out a loan and they were being offered you know would you do you, do you know now that we offer uh, current accounts at uh, those members it was a very quick decision for them to make interesting and then when we looked at when we look at say the age profile and that of 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 people opened current accounts in terms of again sort of pre uh, pre the big switch and then through through the big switch and i'm also conscious too that potentially you know the people who are more digitally savvy have probably moved earlier in the process of switching their accounts out and maybe the people who you know, who, who will need more more help may leave it later. Do you, do you have any thoughts there? Uh, yeah, I think that that's. I think that's 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 very fair. Um, I think uh, there is, you know, there's 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 always a certain percentage of the population that will leave things to last minute, um, and you know, that's the nature of things. Uh, there's also, I think, a perception out there that moving financial institution is difficult. Uh, that's not born out of any sort of just random madness. I mean, that experience has been there in the past. Uh, yeah. uh, but and the switcher code that we are, you know, we're very glad that credit unions participate in the national switching code. Uh, that would have, you know, wouldn't have had a massive amount of traction or wouldn't have resonated with people in the past. Um, but, it, you know, that there has been significant improvements in that process. Uh, and therefore, I think it does work. Uh, what we're finding, I suppose, is if we just talk, to, to focus on demographics, uh, there has been a slight shift in terms of the profile since the start of the big switch in that you are finding you know, people in their uh, 40s and 50s are opening accounts now where they may have had a, a sort of a very neutral opinion of their existing financial service provider. And in truth, maybe there was a degree of sort of procrastination. Uh, it was always on the to-do list. But now all of a sudden, because of decisions that were made by their existing financial service provider, they have no choice in the matter but to uh, uh, to, to switch. Um if I look at the you know, over 66s, you know, it's approximately across our whole network. 15% of, of current accounts that have been opened are within that cohort. Uh, we just recently actually introduced the current account for 12 to 16-year-olds. Uh, when it was originally launched, it was, uh, it was uh, for over 16s only. 
Um, so we are attracting across the network approximately five percent of the uh, of the of the under eighteen market, but that doesn't really paint, uh, I suppose, a true picture in that it, that was really for, 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 for catering for 16 and 17-year-olds up until recently. Uh, but I think where the real uh, cohort and the large prize from the switching uh, from the Ulster Bank and KBC business is around that uh, 30 to 50 age bracket, which is a, is a very um, a good and important market segment for credit unions because it's uh, people who do have credit need. Um, so uh, the the service offering, the, the wider service offering within the credit union sector is very relevant and very important to them. And it's a very important market segment for credit unions. Um, and if we focus uh, particularly on those two institutions, Ulster and KBC, traditionally, obviously, Ulster, uh, Ulster Bank was a, a, a retail bank. Uh, spread throughout the country, but kind of more stronger in certain areas than in others. Uh, but towards the late 90s and early noughties, they engaged in, in mortgage lending. They, they started getting dealing with intermediaries. So they started opening up accounts, uh, current accounts on, on foot of, of, of mortgage lending. And then they started to grow that that, that uh, footprint among a demographic of people who now have mortgages and who are now forced to switch provider. Uh, KBC, a large portion of KBC's uh, current account portfolio would have, again, been activated through incentives and linkages to, to their mortgage product. Uh, so, again, ideal demographic very relevant from a credit union perspective um and those people you know are are you know are probably making up the bulk of the personal portfolio of of current accounts within both those institutions wow okay and i think there was you know there was some concern voiced i think that that the main banks uh, would target this group uh, and and not necessarily you know I suppose roll out the red carpet to to the to the so the cohorts at the very younger or the very older ages who are less likely to borrow. But there, that's it's that system seems to be working better now, and you know people are actively moving across. Ke- yeah. Kevin, Kevin, can I just bring you in here if if I, if I could please? Um, just I'm really interested in your view on this opportunity because it is kind of a unique opportunity that you, know, you there's an opportunity to to onboard uh, I, I suppose people with their core financial activity which is generally run through their current account and things tend to spin off from that um and this is a real opportunity for credit unions what's what's your view yeah thanks peter and um and and thanks james uh, that's uh, i have to say some of those numbers are, are fantastic and not only is it a, is it a great performance to see such a, a market share by credit unions in, in this opportunity but the those demographic breakdowns that James just shared with us, I think, are fantastic. And I suppose really it ties in very much with uh, a lot of work that we've been doing with a number of credit unions on the, the high CRM side of things, where you're taking these type of demographics and making it a lot easier then for credit unions to engage with those people, to take up the opportunities, as, as Seamus has mentioned, um, and particularly in those very uh, credit active uh, demographics. So, um, yeah, as I say, take, getting that information in and getting people who are using, I suppose, a type of uh, product that has a lot of activity that gives you insight to their both their life stage and their lifestyle helps to enable I suppose the key of what we're really trying to get to, which is relevant, timely communication 
and that we can automate that uh, and, and support it in a much easier way than through something like uh, the, the, the Hive CRM. So uh, I think that's probably where our real interest is in this, is to see that. And, and say those, those figures are a fantastic insight. Well, I mean, it's 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 down to you know the the, the payax role in this is about enabling credit unions to safely uh, and and robustly deliver this product to their members. And if there's one thing credit unions are good at, it's it's serving their members. Uh, so this performance is really is testament to the work that's done on the ground in credit unions, uh, and it's testament to the to the to the brand and the power of the credit union brand. And you know, if we ever need a reminder of how powerful that is, I think that the performance and the fact that so many are choosing credit unions now to do their day-to-day banking, uh, you know, in, in such numbers as they are, is, is is pretty tangible evidence that the brand and the brand equity is still there. Yeah, no, no, it's 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 very impressive. And can I just then, Seamus, let's just look at the sort of, I suppose, the the commercial side of it, the, the, the cost-income ratio, Um Obviously, onboarding current accounts, it depends on the person. It depends on, you know, how active are the, the level of activity within their own current account, how much time it will take. We've, you know, I've got friends who've moved. Everybody knows different people who've moved from it. And some, some has, has been a fairly seamless process and others has been, you know, hours literally sitting in bank branches or credit union branches, um, you know, working through the paperwork and getting everything transferred across. So it, it definitely has varied a bit. And and I think the banks at some stage, one of them certainly indicated that the cost of onboarding a new current account was in the region of about 500 euros, the cost for them. as, as a, a, So when we look at uh, when when we look at it from a commercial perspective, you know, is it, how, how efficient is it to, to take on these current accounts? How long will it take credit unions to get a return? Do they need to cross-sell? you know, other products and that to, to ensure that it's, uh, it's, it's viable. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting. And, and look at having worked in two other retail financial institutions in the past, uh, the, uh, product P&L is actually, is a really important uh, aspect of decision-making. And it's something that we, uh, we, we were very proud to design uh, product P&L for this particular product because, uh, because of the nature of the product and the, and it's, and the need for credit unions to have to develop a business case around this, uh, we built a model, a decision support model that, uh, that assists credit unions on their boards in, in making these decisions. Uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, the behavior of individual, you know, it, it can vary across demographics and, and, uh, in, and even lo- locations in terms of how people behave and whether they be- and what channel that they, they use for mo- to conduct most of their business, whether, you know, and we're all living in an omni-channel world now. Um, I suppose the difference between credit unions and banks is that banks have, over the last 20 years, have moved to a centralized model. And with the centralized model, the cost of acquisition then has to be borne by a higher centralized business unit, where as part of their P&L, they put a price and that price is based on, on, the, on, on the cost of, the, of, of that centralized unit. At credit union level, because this is a product that is being delivered almost effectively on the reverse, it's a decentralized model, right? Uh, It it actually is a more cost-efficient service, and it is a cheaper product to deliver to their members. In truth, what we have discovered, 
uh, and you know this is feedback we're getting from credit unions is there is no requirement for additional resources within the credit union we made a strategic decision when we launched the product that we were going to engage with existing IT providers who credit unions have long established relationships with who they have invested a lot of money in their platforms and rather than bringing another third party into the into the mix that we were going to engage and integrate so the provision of the current account as a separate product within the current product suite, it's fully embedded into the existing IT uh, 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 provider's infrastructure. So this, the, the, the journey for a staff member's perspective is intuitive. Um, it doesn't require additional sta- uh, staffing. And we've also, I suppose, future-proofed it in that what we designed was a product that met the standards in terms of op- branch operation procedures um, and rules-based that you would expect from any financial institution today rather than what one might have expected from a traditional bank 20 years ago. Uh, we all remember the days when somebody in the local Bank of Ireland or the EIB, when the manager had to sit down and they got a report every morning with the pay and no pay decisions, you know. Yeah. Um, and those days are gone, and the system could do an awful lot of that information, you know, a lot of that you know, on an automated basis. Uh, so we have made sure that the product meets those standards, uh, so that there isn't any back office friction, that there isn't any uh, requirement or need for any additional pers- personnel. Uh, what credit unions are finding is they now have the ability to offer self service devices, so they can go omni channel in the truest sense of the word. Um, in a lot of credit unions. They were positioned in regional towns where where there has been a withdrawal of ATM machines from other providers, uh, such as AIB or, 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 or Ulster or, or AIB uh, in some okay. cases. Yeah, uh, so that has given them the option of having self-service devices, kiosks. So it has given them a massive opportunity. And that's all been leveraged off I, what I call, you know, the current account to, to me, it's a gateway product in terms of um, additional additional pro- products and services. But it's also the spine of the relationship between modern consumers and and credit unions the the member now you know they do their business to to the current account Uh, that's why we branded it a current account because it's something that's really easily understood you know people don't walk into a bank and say i want a debit card yeah anyways the debit card's just a hygiene factor of the current account so the whole relationship pivots around that current account and when you've got that infrastructure there, it means it gives you options to deliver services in a more cost-efficient way for the credit union as well, uh, and in a way that 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 suits the member's experience and gives the member full control over over when they can conduct business with the credit union. So it it's a service delivery that's at a much more efficient level because of that decentralisation. You touched on something there earlier, which is you know the notion that you have to wait for a long time for appointments, and that the banks are being maybe somewhat selective. Uh, yes. I know whether that is the case or not on the selective bit, but certainly it can take anything up to seven weeks to get up uh, between uh, getting an appointment and getting to actually open an account in a financial institution. Um, you know, I spoke to somebody this morning. Uh, we're at a conference here. We're at the fringes of a conference here, and I spoke to a colleague in a credit union this morning who told me that you know they had somebody walk in yesterday uh, morning. They had everything by yesterday afternoon, and that is the difference of. Uh, you know, of that decentralized model where it is, where we're, you know, we're providing the tools to the credit unions, they deliver it locally on the ground themselves. Wow. Okay. That's that's pretty impressive, Seamus. And Kevin, can I just, uh, in terms of, you know, lots of current accounts are going to be opened in in credit unions between now and the end of the year or the the final dates before KBC and Ulster Bank finally leave these shores. Um, How do, how do credit unions that have taken all these current, how do they maximize their returns? From, from that effort? 
Well, I, I think it ties back into the uh, the whole relationship management piece, and it was interesting. This is Seamus's comments there as well, because it's very clear that the the opportunity for credit unions is building on the the solid trusted foundation that they have. Um, we don't see credit unions uh, ex- excelling in pricing or excelling in product innovation, but where they already excel and can continue to sell, uh, excel is relationship management. So really it's about, I think, gathering as much of that information that um, can be captured from, from these existing and new members coming in and um, making sure then that we utilize that in a, in a timely and relevant manner that demonstrates to the to the members that they are known that they are valued and that uh, we are on their side um, and I think what was really fascinating what I'm really interested in uh, that Seamus mentioned is the the omni channel the the fact that we're, we're, we're experiencing and witnessing a modernization of the credit union and it's, it's such an opportunity that we can actually and are getting the balance right between the various channels. Um, the banks, as we've seen, have probably, you know, erred in terms of jumping from one end of the spectrum to the other too quickly and then they go back. And um, Whereas the credit union is naturally evolving, um, making sure everybody is served but it served in a way that is uh, appropriate and relevant to them. And we're seeing that more and more through the digital channels. Um, and, and we can continue to build on that in an effective and efficient way if we use the technology as enabling the, the relationship, but not replacing, but enabling and supporting. And, and it was fascinating, even even that anecdotal um a case that that, that James shared with us there. I mean, that was showing you exactly what can be done by having good uh, solutions, good processes, using technology, and then the face-to-face engagement just to copper-fasten the whole thing. And it ended up um, all done within a a working day compared to what can take up to seven weeks in in other institutions. So if if people are, are, are thinking around the image of credit unions, this is certainly a massive opportunity for us to show that the credit unions are modernizing and in, indeed outstripping some of or many of the competitors in doing so. Yeah, certainly, certainly impressive. Seamus, can I can I put the, the, the final question to you? Uh, for, for credit unions that, that, that are not involved in, in, or that haven't been, you know, offering the current accounts uh, and now want to get involved, is it too late? And if not, what should they do? Uh, no, absolutely not. Um, I mean, one point that I would make is that, you know, there can be a perception out there that maybe we're, we're too late to the party. The Ulster Bank opportunity is 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 there now. It's, it's, it's come and gone. Uh, so first things first, only 25% of the, of the opportunity has passed us by. So there's still plenty of opportunity. And even outside of KPC and Ulster Bank, on an annual basis, there is over 200,000 current accounts open. Before ever there was an, an, a sniff of, of a withdrawal from AI, from of, of KBC and, and Ulster from the market, there was over 200,000 accounts open in this country every year. With growth in population and with the demographic profile that's coming down the tracks, that's likely to move between 2024 and 2028. That's likely to, to shift up to 250,000 accounts a year. If we take a step back and look at the consolidation that's happened within the sector, right, 
EBS are currently doing a strategic review of their offering of the service, which, you know, and I'm not going to second guess what that looks like. Okay. Uh, but what it's fair to say is, is that in reality, there's only four players left in the market. And those four players are AIB, Bank of Ireland, Permanent TSB, and the credit union sector, right? And there is plenty of reason for us to be ambitious and take 25% of that market share, right? So that's the prize. Yes, we've been very fortunate that in terms of timing, that credit unions are, are now able to take the opportunity, that, that the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, the windfall that has been created through Ulster and KPC's uh, withdrawal. But the big prize is actually the long-term prize. It's about being able to provide a, a real credible alternative and competition, much-needed competition, in a sector that is, quite frankly, you know, way too consolidated. Um, and, you know, and, and, and representative, you know, re- representative bodies, regulators, uh, a, a com- a competition authorities, we will all acknowledge that, that a lack of competition within the bank banking and financial services sector is a challenge. So that's a real, so I suppose my uh, answer to credit unions who might ask, is it too late? It's never too late. Uh, the other thing I would say is sometimes people, credit unions will say, well, can we afford to get into this now at this late stage? And I'm, my question back is, can you afford not to, right? Is it realistic that any credit union in Ireland will be in existence in five or 10 years time and not offer current accounts? Uh, we are moving to an omnipresent environment where people will expect that the financial service provider provides them with the full gambit of services. And the, you know, to, to get away, for use of better language here, to get away with not providing that service, I think is, it's, it's, it's unrealistic to think that credit unions will. Credit unions, their business model is always going to pivot around credit. It's about lending. The reason AIB and Bank of Ireland and Permanent TSB got into the current current account game is because there is lots of evidence out there. There's research going back lots and lots of years that suggests the linkage, the very direct correlation between day-to-day banking and lending. We see it across our credit union network now that we're nearly three years, you know, operating the, the current account. We see that the average, I, I met a credit union last week, we did an analysis, uh, 27% of their membership borrows from the credit union. 36% of their membership of, of members who have a current account borrow. The average yes. loan is over €6,000, but the average loan for a member with a current account is over €8,000. That credit union is making €105,000 more in interest income a year because uh, as, a, as a direct result of their provision of the current account. Uh, so it's never too late absolutely never too late and you know uh, this is about delivering a service to members that maintains that relevance makes it makes that relationship with the member kevin touched on relationship this is about relationship banking relationship lending and it is so important um and when we look at the emergence of buy now pay later when we look at all of the different um uh, new verticals that are coming into the market um, I really look and I think how are credit unions going to be able to defend their position on that and the only way I think that credit unions can defend their position is by making that relationship as relevant and as current and as constant as they possibly can be and you know we all want to be top of wallet you can't be top of wallet unless you're in the wallet so yeah. I would encourage yeah. any credit union to to uh, to reach out to us uh, and it's and and it's a very simple and uh, a very very defined process now at this stage so we we will provide full support to any credit union that that uh, would like to offer the service okay 
Okay. Thank you, Seamus. So that concludes our podcast on the big current count switch. I hope it gives listeners a better understanding of the potential opportunities for credit unions that, is, that have been created from the departure of Ulster Bank and KBC. I'd like to thank Seamus Newcomb, CEO of Payac, and Kevin Johnson, CEO of CUDA, for sharing their extensive knowledge on the subject. I hope you all found it of use. And if you did, don't forget to listen into our other podcasts in the same series. Thank you.